always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you can see them well. I mean, so it's like, you know, trust, trust, trust. It takes too much energy to not trust someone. I mean, it takes too much energy. You only gotta stay two steps ahead of them or whatever. But trust them to be them. Right. To be themselves. Trust the snake to right. bite you. Right. Trust the lion to laugh. Trust right. the thief to steal from you. Like, trust them to be them. Too. But know them when you see them. Yo, man, there's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yeah, uh, in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen. Uh, Lord, give me a sign. Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy, AC. Welcome to the After Five Podcast, your weekly vibe with me, my guy, Nate and my guy, Tayo, man. We just want to start this episode by sending our condolences, a rest in peace to DMX, man. Earl Simmons, a legend in the game, a prolific writer and artist, uh, you know, going too soon, going too soon. So definitely want to acknowledge that and send our condolences uh, I also just want to say that this episode is sponsored by Brax Candles, BRX Candles. Feel free. Not only, I mean, I, I low-key feel like you obligated. You know, if you love us, then you need to love the people who love us, which are Brax Candles. So BRXCandles.com. Get in your order. I mean, I just got the new pack of new scents. And I will say, man, they smelling good. And it's got the whole room smelling good. So support us. Promo code 5 on it. That's promo code 5 on it. You'll get a percentage off as well as be supporting your favorite podcast. Uh, so we're about to get into it. We touch on a few things. You know, I get in my bag, you know, about dating your friends, uh, you know, any work wives out there, you know, your work spouse, we talk about that and some other things, man. So tune in. It's a great episode. Let's get it. That's a crazy experience. I mean, not being a digital native and your entire job starts to move digitally. It's like, shit. I can understand that frustration. And I, I didn't really get it because we kind of have a unique experience in that we both know life pre-digital and post-digital. So we have a bit of a unique experience because to your point, Blake, Who's like, we? Who's we? nigga, nigga, you. <laughs> nigga, know. you're included in this too. This man, this man want to be. He want to be born in '98 so bad. You said you was texting in elementary school. I was texting. I mean, that's what you know. I've I've never known a life. You know, I was doing powerpoints in third grade. You had a house phone, didn't you? I mean, even the phone he was texting gonna have snake like. <laughs> like he acting like he was really you know living like this is why I had the main key life. Yeah, come on man, I had I had the f- the first iPhone man. What you talking about? Fifth grade. <laughs> what, are you serious? <laughs> no, nah, bro, I'm just bullshitting, oh. man. My I told you he want to be born in '98. He want to be that born might in actually work so out. Man. Like the first iPhone <laughs> did probably come out when this nigga was in middle school. 
Like I think I was in middle school. I was in middle school. Yeah, I was in middle school. It was in 07, bro. You was you was like freshman UTC type shit. Okay, that's not true. I was in high school though. <laughs> hey, I texted Nate earlier this week, man. I, I know I'm like I texted Nate. I was like, bro, I think Nate officially like I think he's officially like done with me, like done with me, done with the jokes. Like I know Nate. Like I know that like. I'm somebody who like I like to keep the joke going. Like I don't even care if it's old. I don't care if it's. I just like to keep doing it and just you just know it's gonna come from me. And, and this nigga Nate, you know, he talking about his wife's birthday, and you know, I'm getting clarification on how old she turning, and I was like, oh, you know, she must like older men because you know she closer to my age. <laughs> so, but and Nate like ain't even hit me back, and I was like, damn, this nigga really pissed off. He didn't find like, that shit really funny. Didn't. I really didn't piss his man. I feel bad. I was finna text him back like, hey, bro. I was finna text Nate back like, you know, when, when he said something about my wife on Twitter. And I was like, bro, don't you ever mention my wife again. And this nigga was like, damn, AC, I ain't even mean to say that. Like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what happened? Bro, what what was that, Nate? You said something. You said something about. So it started on, it started on the show. We was having a conversation about something, right? And Alex had made like, he had alluded to his wife in some regard so the topic came up on twitter and so me and me and alex snapping back and forth and i say something about you know his wife and you know how alex can sometimes like he'll be cool and then he'll just click but you don't necessarily know if he's clicking to troll or if he's really upset because i think i've only seen alex like legitimately upset like twice maybe but he can do this troll shit where he imitates him being angry. So this nigga is snapping. And Blake, let me tell you how good. If he was trolling, he sold it well, dog. So he snaps via Twitter. Then snaps via Twitter DM. And then I'm texting this nigga. And he snaps via text message. So I'm like, oh, this nigga really felt this in his soul. Like, this ain't I, I even like, really no. I really struck a nerve. <laughs> like, and you know how it is. This was, I think they, y'all had probably only been married for like six months, maybe. So it was, so you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe the wife shit is just like super just <laughs> off the table. You dig you what I'm saying? This is that. just. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm finna, I'm finna get married at this point myself. I'm like, shit, you know what? Let me put myself in his shoes. You know what? Cool. <laughs> My bad, bro. I ain't even me. If if you took that as disrespect, I ain't trying to disrespect you or your wife or your marriage. Bong, bong. And then he get on the show trying to act like I was in that bitch copping please and crying and shit. I'm trying to be respectful. Blake. <laughs> Nate was in my phone copping, please, bro. I, you know, I just keep it real. I keep it. The only reason I keep it real is because I'll be honest about myself and the embarrassment I go through and shit like this. Nate was like, bro, I'm sorry, bro. Please, bro. Please forgive me, bro. I ain't not, if, if I hurt your feelings, bro, you know, I would never disrespect you, bro. You my nigga, bro. <laughs> I was like, hey, I am just, I'm like, bro, I am just. And of course, I'm overstating that a little bit, but he was in my phone copy, please. I'm like, I, he made me feel bad. I was like, damn, bro. I was just like playing, bro. Like, I don't want you really thinking I'm like mad at you. If a nigga addressed some shit you did on one, uh, on one means of communication, on three different means of communication, you like, you know what? Let me just. It's because I like to dig in. I like to let dig me double in. back. I mean, I let know, me double man. back out of respect. 
See why I feel you, Nate. I play too much. So like, if I say if I make a joke and a nigga like I think he's upset, I gotta Facetime you to see your face. Like, you really mad? Like, because I'm gonna keep going. Like, I, I was I was not done, but I want to make sure. Like, I need to stop. Okay, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, bro, gotta, what 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 got me at that point was like in in his addressing of the situation, it was always about his wife. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's going like if it, if it was just Alex, like I'm not apologizing. Like I didn't say some wild shit. I didn't some wild shit on the timeline. About, <laughs> I, but I'm thinking, you know, Alex going through some beige rage and shit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to. You, you feel me? The, uh, you hit him with the. Uh, she know them DJ Envy checks though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She know them AC nine on one checks though. That's what. That's what I'm thinking. He. I'm thinking he on that type of time. I'm like, you know what? Podcast podcast is taking off. You feel me? We was getting some consistent numbers, Blake. I'm like, you know what? Look, <laughs> let Bro, me be I the have, bigger I person. Just, <laughs> I was just trying to find it in my phone. I guess it happened too long ago. I'm going to have to really dig deep. But I will dig deep and find it, man. That shit was so funny because I said something like, Bro, don't, like, don't, don't mention my wife, bro. <laughs> and niggas was like, damn, I understood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even know how we even got on this. Uh, what are we talking about? Nigga, you interrupted me in the middle of making a very good point. Yeah, I did. I tend to do per that. Use, per use. My bad, man. My bad. What are we talking about, though? I have no clue. I say all of that to say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> what, what Blake was saying is that experience is different because we know both sides you understand like okay these machines is really fucking with them because the shit that they busted their ass all these years to really like learn how to do and get and shit like that you may be able to knock out in much shorter time because it's just a, a difference in familiarity with the things that's going on so you may have some level of patience for that but you take you know one of these young niggas fresh out they may be like shit look I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> you, do you need, is this an email? Is this an IM or is this a phone call? I just need you to tell me what it is because we got shit to do. And I think that it's, it's, it's unique being in a workplace now, seeing all of the generations have to coexist with one another. And especially like now being right there in the middle and you like, both y'all bullshitting if we gonna be honest. <laughs> Like, That's a fact. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to I work, though, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, at this point, if you ain't down for, like, moving forward and embracing technology, I mean, at my company, I mean, you would just be left behind. Like, it's inevitable. We making the change. They know, I mean, you could do all the complaining you want, but damn it, if you don't learn this new system, you're done because we're not reverting back. We're moving forward. Have y'all seen the company actively like be like that? Like we're we're through with this. We're moving. We're moving forward. We're not dealing with you. You mean what do you mean? Like in terms of just letting it? Okay, go? I'll give you an example. So, I um I was an intern and I worked with a guy. It was very. It was it was kind of hard working with him um, as an intern. But I, you know I was still pretty new to the job, so I just chalked it up to you know being inexperienced. And then, um, you know, probably a week or two into my internship, he actually retired. And it was really subtle. 
And I thought it was weird, but it was, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience again, so I didn't really know what to expect. So then a few months later, somebody else retired and he retired and they had like a, a party and, and, and niggas put actually niggas putting money and bought him a guitar. Like it was like just mm-hmm. a lot going on. It was, it was a very um, celebratory event. It was, it was dope. And so I asked the question aloud in front of everyone, not knowing, you know, it was a sensitive subject. I, I asked, well, that's not true. I asked somebody one-on-one and they brought it to the group, but I was just like, why didn't we celebrate homeboy like this when he retired? And it was like, oh, that wasn't like an optional <laughs> retirement. That was, it was like, uh, you know, they kind of sent Buddy packing. I was like, damn. And it was like, he couldn't get with this computer shit. Like, basically, he would just be saving shit all over the fucking network. And you would have to, like, chase that shit down, trying to find projects. He would be like, yeah, this is where I save my temporary stuff. And this is where I save it when I'm. And they're like, nah, you save it in one place and you just, you know, save over it. And he was like, then I'm going to lose it. And it was like, nah, you don't lose it. Like, it'll just be, you know, revisions or different versions. You like check it in, check it out. And that shit was just, he couldn't, he could not get with that computer shit. Like what, like watching him type, that shit used to be painful. Like I used to be like, bro, mm. I'll, I'll type it for you. Bro. I mean, like, dog, I worked with somebody like that once. I that feel was my for guy. Him, bro. <laughs> you feel for that him was too, my guy, bro. Man. Cause they be cool. Dog, he- Bro, they be cool as hell. They usually know all the ins and outs of the bullshit that be going on. And especially if, like, you know, the guy who I was working with, he was... Let me just say, he was old enough to have retired twice. Hmm. From other places, right? Damn. He's not from the United States, so that's a unique experience in and of itself. Um... But it was just cool, like, having conversations with him. And as things would happen, you know, I work in finance, and so shit be moving fast, especially with, like, when you talk in Excel and the different things that you can do with the data that you're pulling it from. And he just used to struggle. And I remember, like, his eyes started messing up on him. So he and I had to, like, swap desk areas. And then he was struggling with like being able to see from the new area because it was too much light. And I just remember like it being so hard for him to just get these things done just because he couldn't see. And the crazy part of it is it's like, <laughs> imagine you at work, you busting your ass, you've been busting your ass, you know everything, but the technology piece is beginning to pass you by and you just genuinely can't see what the fuck you even need to be doing. And every time you trying to change or move around, it's like, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops. I'm like, look, bro, if you need me, just hit me. I am me. If you need me to come support you on some shit, I ain't got no issue with doing that dog. Like just, just let me, cause it make you feel like, you know, if this person had not done this shit, I wouldn't necessarily be here. So they know at the very least, they know how it needs to be done. And I think sometimes they they don't get valued as much because we do rely on technology for a whole lot of shit. Like, that's one thing that I have learned. In corporate America, it's a bunch of people who do not know how to do their jobs because the computers do a lot of it for them. That's a fact. And those older people, like you said, they'd have a lot of that, that tribal old school knowledge that is invaluable. 
But for me, it really depends on the race. Like, if you're an old white person, I'm not helping you. You probably used to call people niggers. So, figure it out. Now I got to cut the That's Alex's favorite pastime. Alex's favorite pastime is, I heard that you were from uh, deep, deep, deep in Arkansas. Where, where, how was that experience growing up? <laughs> yeah, like, if you... Uh, Hell no. I ain't just trying to be buddy buddy with nobody past you know seventy, sixty at, at work Man, in the you south. Can, you can you you it's can white befriend a southern. You know, I used to work with a southern older white woman. She was good people, man. She was good people. I didn't think she was uh, prejudiced. Uh, she used to say positive things about me to my face, and um, you know, it always be like that, don't it? And then they say something like, "Yeah, Alex, he's one of the good ones." It, that's you know, all it takes is one like that then yeah i mean that would be enough but or you know you know the she feel that way higher guy <laughs> alex she feel that way you don't think she feel that way that you wanted a good one you think that they think you you a normal black person he's well, an affirmative action hire Al, uh blake you know they'd be like he just reading he just reads and writes so well do you see how oh, he man. dresses? He looks so professional. Just so clean Every time cut. he comes in the office. And guess what? He plays golf. None of those awful. <laughs> he, he's, he's so clean cut. None of those awful dreadlocks. <laughs> hey, that's what really be getting ability, them. Man. They respect me for <laughs> that's my That's really what be getting them down there in them streets. Man. He plays golf, man. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> and guess what he's pretty good he swings just like tiger like every time i watch him play it just he just reminds me of tiger so much he didn't get out there with the hip hop you know he didn't have the hippity hop you know air force ones and none of the jordan things out there you know he had all the actual golf attire you know it was not it, it was not like, it was nike though but you know nah, it was it was you know but uh it was the acceptable it was the acceptable <laughs> nike it was the acceptable Nike, you know, none of that hood shit. He's a great guy, great guy there, Alex, man. I'm I'm glad we decided to uh to bring him on board. Definitely, you know, it, it helped our bottom line, it helped the numbers, but uh yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that we've been able to keep him on. <laughs> See, I was saying I didn't I didn't earn my way. Is that what y'all think? No, no, no. no, no, no. We think you earned your way. <laughs> they don't. Saying. They don't think you're. This is what they think about you. <laughs> no man, could be. Hey, man. you got to be. But guess hey, what? you got to drop. You got to drop that in the background the whole time. Me and Blake talking. <laughs> and you can cut this, this if you want. But Alex, do we have the whole Calvin Klein model look going right now? The nice clean cut with the V neck white tee, AirPods and everything. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever, don't don't ever disrespect me, nigga. This polo, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> you you and Bieber. You and Bieber in the commercial. You no. are the uh, stereotypical affirmative action hire. Hell no. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all, do y'all got work wives, bro? Y'all got a work wife? I've never. That been... go, can, that, can that go down in your house? Can you mention a work wife? I could get it off, but I've just never been in a position to where, like, I've never had a work wife. Like, I've had, like, older white women who've tried to, like, be way too close to me. But that goes back to that whole thing we were just talking about as far as, like, you probably on some weird racist 
you know, sex <laughs> fetish shit. Fetish shit. And I'm just not going to be like, I'm not even going to play into this fantasy or whatever shit you got going on. So, like, even if y'all ain't put an official title on it, I guess, you know, let's clarify. You know, have you at, at work, you know, has there been one woman? who you was extremely close with, y'all just always were speaking, like she was essentially your best friend at work. Have you ever had someone like that who meets the today's definition of work wife? You spend more time with her or just as much time with her as you do with your actual spouse? Ah, uh, hell no. Nah. I don't even no. like people enough for that. <clears throat> I, I, I have had women that I've worked with, but... <clears throat> the nature of a lot of my work has been with people's assistants and or like assistants for different areas and departments. And those are usually women. So I usually had a lot of working relationships with women. I never had one that it was like, oh, I can go to this person and they going to make me cookies or get, like I've never experienced that. I'd be seeing some wild, you know, work relationships going on on the internet but to be honest with you and this just may be like i don't know maybe i just don't be working in the areas where shit like this be happening or what but i just thought that was some internet shit like i didn't really think that that shit was real life but apparently hmm. based upon this question alex you you may be thinking otherwise i mean it's ac i mean come on now we know how i get down i got i got a work wife i got no but the reason the reason i brought it up is because um my camera didn't just freeze i was really i thought i was like oh he must have really did some bullshit like Uh, i'm like damn is he contemplating whether he's really gonna tell us this on the pod or is this an off the pod this nigga is in love with his work wife (laughs) i'm really trying to think of what prompted me to put that on the topic list I mean, I know one time at work, it was something that really threw me off because I accepted a new role, you know, like a couple years ago. And, you know, one of my first things that I was doing, I was working closely with this girl, you know, I mean, relatively, I mean, she was like 29 or something, 29, 30. She was white. She was a white girl. Um, But, you know, cool person. Like we was cool and I enjoyed working with her. Uh. Because kind of like you were mentioning earlier, Blake, I I didn't really work with a lot of people who are relatively even close to my age or, you know, or just people I feel like I could truly have a conversation with and it and it not be fake and like yeah. forced and stuff like I could, I could have a natural conversation with her. Uh, but it was one day where I think it was Valentine's Day and we were, you know, I was a trainer, so we were teaching a class and um, I don't know, it's the. Uh, I think I sent my wife flowers and uh, like the class had asked me about it. Like, hey, you do something for your wife? I'm like, yeah, I sent her some flowers. And then she was like, you ain't sent me no flowers. And um, I was like, well, you're not my wife. She was like, but I'm your work wife. (laughs) And honestly, when she said that, it just threw me off. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know we was on that level. Uh, (laughs) Ain't ain't nobody told me nothing. I was like, damn. I just came in and the cake was there. He ain't say nothing. <laughs> but uh, it's the uh, last day, player. It's the last <laughs> off day. the market. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, but I just know that was an instance of you know, even like just the term work wife even being introduced 
into what I do. And I told my wife about it. And of course, my wife was immediately like, who is this bitch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we know sister. how your wife give it up. She just, Fuck that she bitch. Just, so. <laughs> <laughs> man, my wife's son else, man. <laughs> come home, come home. Where the bitch at? Where she at? Where she at? Looking around. I'm like, she already gone. She just dipped out the back door. <laughs> you just, just missed her. That's crazy. You just hey. missed her. That's literally the only reason so, I want to work wife is to troll my wife. Like, yeah, she cooked right. lunch. Shit was fire. Damn. I ain't even had to go out to eat. It was a home-cooked <laughs> meal with love. Now, what, you, what you do is be like, you know, I got the recipe for it, babe. So just try that recipe. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, it's going to get your <laughs> ass like you really, cut in your that's sleep. That's how you piss your wife off. <laughs> in, your, in your sleep, you were signing up to live in danger. <laughs> <laughs> but what was but the if first you ain't time? Doing that, then what you doing, nigga? No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. If you ain't no. pissing your wife off, man. What are you doing? Come on, now. <laughs> living peacefully, living a peaceful, tranquil life. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in kind of the vein of going into like their personal, professional life. I want to ask y'all about y'all's first experience with this, and then we can jump into uh, our guy, Paul Pierce, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. You Feel Me, Mr. Work-Life Balance. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) the first time that... a fire nickname. (laughs) Because we all work in some form of, you know, corporate America, right? And so... What is one thing about interactions that y'all did not know that took you back? Like, what what's going on here? I know for me, when I started working in corporate America, I did not know that people like instant message with emojis and like slang at work. Because, you know, when you in school, all they tell you is you can't be doing that emoji shit. Can't be doing all of that text talk at work. And then my first day at work, they send to me, hey, with smiley faces and shit. I'm like, is this motherfucker trying to flirt with me? Because I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> this is not the type of shit that I'm like, bro, when I tell you when I first started working, I know them folks thought I was I was rude as hell. Because these people would like send messages and like send like smiley faces or like mm-hmm. winks or like with the tongue out and shit. I just sent back like, got it. Cool. Okay. I'm telling you. And and I would wonder why like certain interactions, like when I would need shit, motherfuckers would take like, you know, 30, 45 minutes to respond and shit. And then I realized like, oh, these motherfuckers, this is just how they talk. This is the only interaction some of these people get. This is the only pleasant interaction some of these people get. I'm like, oh, y'all treat work like outside of work like y'all like these work relationships and like y'all like y'all friends for real like yes i had to i had to get used to that i really had to just get used to the whole concept of like your whole life you're kind of taught that these people are going to be you know the ultimate professional the ultimate like source of maturity and just realizing these just regular people with with even more issues than the people you was going to school with like these folks be just crazy as hell. Like I don't know if y'all have ever experienced it, but just just the experience of just going through it once is enough. If there's ever a um an internal, I guess, position, maybe just like a group lead or a new manager and they're like, Hey team, we're opening this up, we want somebody on the team and then 
you know, everybody applies and that one person gets it. Bro, the fallout from that shit is ridiculous. Like, that's the most high school drama esque. It'd be an episode of Boy Meets World. Bro, this shit be next level. Like, just just hating. Like, just pure hate, jealousy. I'm like, y'all too old for this, bro. Like, y'all way too old for this. Did you hear Angela got the job? She got the manager job. (laughs) Bitch, Angela can't even fucking read. You be like, oh, shit. She's She's only been here for like three years. And I heard that she went out with Todd, you know, and 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 this, that, and the other, and that's the only reason she got it. You be like, and right and now. and you know, you know, last year when she was quote unquote out because she had COVID, she got her tits done. She got her fucking tits done. In fucking mix in fucking Mexico, like fucking Mexico. You couldn't even afford to get them done here. And, and we've and we've been working from home, and you know we all have kids, and we have things that we need to be doing. And you know what she's up, perky as hell at eight a.m. on a motherfucking Zoom call. Like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, we know that you got the promotion, and that's our manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, y'all way too old for this. This is crazy. But that bro, was you know what pissed adjustment. me off though. When you the black dude that don't talk to nobody like that, you become Mr. Feeney. So now, you be so now you use like a you you using you using my my low rise cubicle as the fence, and you Corey and I'm Mr. Feeney, and now I gotta I gotta help you with your, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. They did what? Mm. That's crazy. And then the next person who they was just beefing hey. with come through. Hey, Nate, do you have five minutes? Can I grab that on your calendar? Want to hop in a, a meeting room? I just want to talk to you about some things that I got going on. I'm like, cool. Tell me why. Sure, man, no These motherfuckers. I'm like, y'all care too much. Damn. <laughs> this is and, not my money. <laughs> and that'd be the craziest part. The whole reaction, the whole conversation just be, okay, cool. That's crazy. I, well, yeah, that's wild. Ha ha ha. Where did you re- like what did I give off that made you say I'm gonna come back and double down on this shit in two hours? Like I ain't give you no type of reaction. I'm just sitting here like, okay, buddy, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't shoot this bitch up. That's all I that's all I ask. Hey, the funniest shit is the next the next team meeting when everybody get to be in somewhere, but everybody got their uh they laptops or some or they phones with them. And everybody's just I am and what the hell going? Why is this bitch up here talking? A commentary during big meetings where everybody's in the same room. I'd be like, why are y'all this way? Why? No, don't don't even add me to nothing like that, bro. Because I'm gonna leave that chat. Y'all ain't finna get me. Because my job, they be like, look, look, I am. We like y'all can y'all can have regular conversation in the I am, but the moment you know, they just say whatever you type in I am. If you if you okay with your manager seeing it, then you good. If you not okay with your manager seeing it, it's a wrap. Because when I first joined my company, <laughs> one of the first things was a big meeting. And it was like, look, the IMs out of control. They was reading IMs <laughs> in this meeting, bro. Quarterly meeting. They are reading IMs. Curse words. People. Oh talking my about- God! Did you see Maria's <laughs> dump truck this morning, bro? You know. It, oh it was my bad, God. Man. <laughs> It was bad talking bad about our customers, you know, like, oh my God, this bitch on the phone. You know, I'm like, bro, <laughs> they was like, look, it's over. Like, it's over. Certain, certain people got let go because of that. <laughs> and since then, 
I'm shook in the IMs, man. I really, the most I'll be like, bro, you trying to grab lunch? That'd be like the most off work conversation. Because I'm like, bro, let's just meet in person. And when people be, try to start a conversation, even like you said, Nate, we in a meeting and they trying to message me like, dang, like, I'm like, bro, I'll be like, yeah, man, but she's doing her best. So we're, let's just continue to do it. Like, that's, that's, Alex, that's a, Alex is that's CYA, 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 CYA. Hey, CYA. Hey, I'm CYA to the death, man, because y'all ain't finna get me. No, sir. Hey, and no, that's sir, what I will say b- before we hop in on, on Paul Pierce, you feel me? I will tell all, you know, we got a pretty diverse listenership. So I'm just going to say all people of color or if you are a protected class, specifically niggas, I'm talking to y'all niggas. Hey, hey, listen up on your job. I don't <laughs> care what you're doing. You need to make sure that you keep a CYA file and or folder that you have constant Mm. access to because these folks will fuck up i'm not telling you that to scare you i'm not telling you that to make you feel like where you work at is some bullshit i'm telling you that because you don't know your rights are being infringed upon until you realize you are a protected class and you have a lot of power if Mm. you uncomfortable in your work environment guess what make sure everybody's uncomfortable I don't. I don't know if they start sound, saying. I don't know if that sound advice, Nate. She, <laughs> Nate. What does a CYA folder look like, man? That's that's so a CYA folder like, looks this like a Batman. Like... <laughs> what do you mean by that? So, CYA. Let's let's break it down. Cover your ass. Cover your ass. Have you ever been at work and mm. somebody asks you for something, right? You say, yeah, I'll get it done. You get it done. You email it to them. And then they hop in a meeting and it's like, this never got done. I never received it. Uh, This motherfucker is bullshitting and you should do all of this other shit right now. And then they copy, you know, your boss, your boss's boss. And then if it go any higher, you know, everybody else. Well, what I do is when people try to put me in situations like that, I always back up my shit. Anytime I do a file, I embed my name into the file. So can't nobody say that they they did it. I do it in a way that is permanent and is locked. You can't unlock it if you want to. And <laughs> then when it comes to certain situations, right? Like, so, you know, I, I can only speak from mine. I'm black. And one of the things that a lot of black men, especially in the finance area, get dinged on is, quote, unquote, professionalism what other people deem as professionalism so we end up having to understand like on time is late you have to overdress and you have to constantly make sure that your shit is never wrong everybody else shit can be wrong all the time but your shit you wrong one time all of a sudden he doesn't do good work so when situations come up where you feel like these very covert things become overt like for instance one time um i was i was the finance person for a bunch of different organizational units that work downstairs i had to walk i had to walk downstairs past my org units to get to my desk well if your org units stop you on your way in you're not gonna be like hey let me just go sit my shit down and come back and then we can talk you're just gonna talk right there well, at this mm-hmm. time where I was working, I had a boss who was very, very anal about time. He wanted you at your desk working at 8 a.m. Well, mm-hmm. one morning, I got stopped by my org unit. An emergency had happened. 
and I needed to get something done, but I didn't understand it. So they wanted to get it on my agenda as soon as I came in. So I still got coat on, my laptop still in my backpack type shit. Like I'm sitting down here having this conversation. Conversation is like 30, 35 minutes. Well, at this point, I'm not at my desk or none of this stuff. I'm having a conversation with somebody. So I'm not thinking, let me take my phone out and text my boss that I'm downstairs. You can come over and look at me. I'm here. I get up to my desk. This motherfucker want to have a conversation with me in a meeting room about uh, punctuality and how it lets the rest of the team down if they're here on time and I'm late. I'm like, well, do you care about, you know, process or the people? Because the process is I'm supposed to be here at this time. Cool. But the people piece of this is my role is to support these folks and they needed to talk to me. So which one? You know, I'm just, I'm just telling you that um, this is what my observation is. I was like, okay. So I logged that day. And the next time some shit that he did or said came across a way to me, you know what I did? I logged that down too. So when I had my quarterly conversations and when I'm meeting with my HR representative privately, I'm like, okay, it's some things that I feel like, you know, need to be addressed. If I get to that point, then I have tangible things that I can go to whoever the powers that be and say, this is what happened to me on this day at this time. I'm letting you know so that if things move forward, it ain't on me no more. Because <laughs> I let you it's know. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's above me. And I, I, I encourage all protected classes to do that on the job because you don't realize some of the microaggressions until you just sit back and you think about it. I mean, think about how I could have reacted and responded to this nigga at that moment in time. Like, it took everything in me not to snap on that motherfucker because I'm like, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> you can, Like, so CYA folder because you can use those things as talking points. And when I say, you know, make everybody uncomfortable, we at the point now where the, the snake is out of the can, right? When we're talking about everything that's happening with racial just racial injustice and us having to have these tough conversations, so you can't put that shit back up. So now it's like if you're doing some foul shit, not only am I putting it in my CYA folder, but we're having a conversation about it because I was made to feel uncomfortable. When you told me I had, I, he you, you like my rapper look? <laughs> cool rapper yeah, look. Okay, that's going to my CYA folder. I'm going to HR, bro. <laughs> you dig what I'm, I'm saying? HR, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> bro, that's wild. I think, you know, being like in the broader topic of just being black in a professional setting is uh, it's always interesting because like you said, those microaggressions that you see. But I think, you know, they're, and this is just AC talking, you know, there's, there's perspective in terms of like how you want to be looked at and the way that you're looked at, I mean, I just think it's, it's a, a lot of it is how you carry yourself. And for times, like you just mentioned, Nate, like when you are in a predicament where 
uh, you know, maybe somebody is doing something and you feel like, you know, it could possibly be racially motivated. It could not be regardless. You know, maybe somebody doesn't have all the facts, but they're trying to speak to you about some shit like me personally. I can't let that slide. Like, I can't let it slide. Like, I, you know, if I was in your shoes, I mean, I don't know exactly the conversation that you said. So I don't want you to think I'm saying this in response to what you did. But it's just like if my manager is saying, yo, like we got to, you know, you're not here on time. And, you know, the, like what you said, they said uh, your peers, they are hurting because you're not there and they're there on time. You know, like I couldn't lead that meeting without providing the clarification about what happened that day. But also me agreeing on what the manager is saying, hey, punctuality is important. But I just want to clarify that this morning, you know, circumstances were a little bit different and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to come off as making excuses because I'm not an excuse maker. But, you know, just for full disclosure, you got to know exactly what happened today. I hate that we got to we have to condition those things like that, though. Like, think about how you had to frame that, like, in the in the example that I use, right? Like, mm -hmm. think about the fact that you have to preface your statement about you doing your job. Mm -hmm. Just the manager's perspective is not one that, that goes hand in hand with what the actual job is. Now, you have to say, you know, I'm not making I'm not an excuse maker and this is not an excuse. I'm just clarifying. And it's like the fact that I, I, I get what you're saying, but the fact that we mm -hmm. even have to do that, like that's, that's what I want to eradicate. And I think when you look at it from the perspective of I'm covering my ass, shit. Cause that's exactly what I did. You know, when it came time for my review and all of my shit, it's like, you know, I made it a point to talk about the three times that I did not make it to my desk on time and the things that surrounded mm -hmm. that and what happened and why. And like, you can, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, right. it's frustrating to have to qualify those things when you see your peers who don't look like you literally make every excuse in the book. And it's just like, well, I mean, you know, Tom well, has had a rough is, go. <laughs> the thing is, Nate, it's like, you know, even a, even a manager coming to you because, you know, good managers say, hey, what happened this morning? Like, that's what they start the conversation with. They don't start the conversation with like, hey, you know, punctuality. It's like, no, it's like when things are when things are not occurring correctly with your employee, you don't come to them like saying, hey, you need to do better. You first the first thing you do is try to get clarification on what's going like, on, what happened, what. Yeah, what's it's like if your performance dropping, I don't come to you and be like, hey, your performance dropping. I come to you and say, hey, like, what's going on? Like, is anything wrong? I mean, I just wanted to make sure because I just noticed that this is going down and I know that you were performing on this level. Now you're at this level. I want to be sure everything OK with you. And if not, like, what can I do to assist you? It's not like to get on your head. So, you know, there are some managers who, you know, they love to get on a nigga head. Like, yeah, so they don't want to know what's going wrong. Yeah, it's like they just got the numbers and it's like, okay, these are the numbers, so now I'm finna get on your ass. You know, when a real good manager is like, yo, you my employee, I'm trying to maximize you. How can I help you? You know, but Yeah. And I know that's why it's regardless I was gonna say Go this ahead. last thing. Regardless of race, like, you know, because sometimes sometimes, you know, I don't know, bro. Sometimes when we think about professionalism, you know, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on a podcast, but you know, there's the topic of 
professionalism rooted in white supremacy, you know, and, and the fact that we got to do a bunch of shit is because we black and I'm not someone who like necessarily agrees with that. I mean, I, I agree that there are certain things, but the majority of things really is just this, you know, this level of professionalism that some of it I think is bullshit, but other stuff I do think is important. Like it is important to have a line of what's professional and what's not, what's appropriate and what's not. And when I think about Joe scenario, Nate, what the manager did is what's not appropriate. And, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you got to let a manager know that, hey, you could have approached that differently. So that's why when I think about me in that meeting, it's like, look, I'm about to tell you what really happened. I know what you're trying to do and I know what you're saying and I feel you. And I and and that's what like that's why, you know, I, I do the qualifier. So I don't I don't want it to seem like I'm just some excuse maker. I got to let you know that, look, I understand the importance of what you're saying and punctuality but you got to know that you wrong here and i do that all the time when somebody come to you and be like you fucked up on this you did this incorrectly you reached out to this person you shouldn't have did this hey i understand the importance of following our workflow and things like that but i do want to let you know that the reason i did it is because of this you know and if and if you truly in the right ain't nothing your manager can say you know, other than apologize i would love to have uh handled it that way but how i did end up handling that like when i was we had that initial meeting i said what i said and then i you know took some time calm went down on the walk, yeah, you gotta you calm know, down calm down yeah, bro because that shit will and have then, your blood boiling and, <laughs> and then called called his ass back into the meeting room and I let his ass have it. Boy, when I tell you, I let his ass, professionally, you know, respectfully, respectfully, professionally. But I got the fuck off. And I remember feeling like, I remember feeling like after I did it, like, damn, if I get fired, this going to be some bullshit. That's, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I, bro, it's like, but it's in, in that moment, it was like, okay. At least if I if I get fired or if I get let go, I got my CYA folder. <laughs> but see, that's the worst feeling in the workplace. Keep, keep, keep counting on that, Nate. Right. Because that's the worst <laughs> feeling in the workplace is just knowing that you can't react um, the same way that some of your counterparts or your peers, I guess, are allowed to. Like, just, bro, I, bro, I remember... <laughs> I remember I had a meeting one time and I had this supervisor. She wasn't my supervisor for long. Um, it, it was just a shitty situation on a project. And some of that was my fault. Like, I can't even absolve myself. But she just still, like, she lost her damn mind is what, what ended up happening. She started talking to me like, like a child or slick like a dog. She slick was talking to me the way I talked to my dog. Like, I was trying to say something and she was just like, no. No. Stop. And I was like, bro, I asked her in the meeting, like, I lost my composure for like three seconds. Like, who are you? I was like, who are you talking to? And the whole room just looked at me and I was like, ah, can't do oh, that. Damn. Can't do that. Damn. Can't do that. And I was like, and then I turned it back on. I was like, you know, because I'm just trying to um, add value to this conversation and figure out a solution, you know, and, you know, turn that switch back on. But for a moment, I was like, you're not going to talk to me like that, bro. Like, I'm just, I'm not going. And so it's like, you have to, you have to like, I guess, I guess I don't even know what you have to do. I think really the real solution is just challenging the current work, um, workplace system that we have, which, you know, tying in, you know, one of the biggest stories that are in the media right now is, uh, 
Paul Pierce, former NBA player, uh, current, well, former analyst on ESPN's The Jump, um, was recently fired or let go or parted ways, however they're trying to word it, after he posted on his Instagram Live. Looked like a bachelor party. He was clearly intoxicated. Um, there were strippers present. Uh, he went live for, I think he only went live for like 20 minutes, but, you know, kind of broke the internet. Um, everybody, a lot of people tied in some of his coworkers and asking how they, you know, you know, just joking about how they would react to the live and it, and it ultimately ended in his termination. And it's just like, it, it just speaks to the, to what we've been discussing, which are all the different ways that it's just like your personal life and who you are just should not affect you professionally the way it does. Or in just work in general, like why do we work five days a week? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, because that's just that's just the you know it's it starts hey, five right? days like, a week is a stretch. That's a stretch. I could I could go with four. Four is four is a good you know, number. Four you tens, know? man. Four tens. Hey. Come on, can I just get? I four don't know tens, about man? tens. I'm cool with four eights. Four eights is cool. Hmm. Four eights is that. cool. I mean, I mean a European work a, a European working calendar. Would be amazing here, bro. Mm. That's the craziest thing when you work with international companies and you just have certain like scheduling conflicts, and you reach out to like that blew my mind. I I was working with a, a German, I think it was a German company, and um, I put something on the calendar for December, and they were like, ah, we can't do that date. And you know, just you know, being green, I just was like, okay, um, that's fine. You know, whatever. I guess they're tied up. And then I, I I chose another date in December. It was like, ah, oh, we actually don't have any availability in December. We'll be out of the office. And I'm like, damn, the team is going to be out the office. They must have a, a bigger project. And they was like, nah, we don't work in December. And I was like, the whole month? Mm. And I was like, nah. I'm like, y'all got the whole nigga, month off. We got lives, nigga. Company-wide. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, y'all mm. like y'all going to work? And I thought I was, I I was lit because my company, we get Christmas, the week of Christmas to New Year's <laughs> off. I thought we was lit. Nah, I said no, nigga. We place. have families here, <laughs> <laughs> bro. This is one place I work. They, of course, had a a, a European uh, office, and they would be out of office from the second week of June through the first week of August, and then like damn near mid November until the beginning of the year. That's just so like, I love it. And they don't work 40 hours a week. I think they max out at like 29. Mm. Same pay. <laughs> like, m- actually more pay. Like, when you do the conversions, more pay than what we get here. Bro, and working for an international company, that's the yeah. craziest shit. Because people <laughs> be pissed when they hear of, like, negotiations between, uh, you know, what what is the norm over here versus the norm over there. Like, in um, mm-hmm. some country... You know, companies like it's just not feasible to maintain a car over there. I guess they don't have the infrastructure for it. So a company car is just the norm, bro. When <laughs> when they found out at my job that people were getting Audis, it's just like the norm, <laughs> dog. We had a town hall, and they're like, "That's the only question that kept coming up." Was like, "What the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> About that Audi? Why the fuck do these people have Audis? Like, like what? Like why?" They just kept coming up. This shit was tripping me out. How do y'all feel about the Paul Pierce situation? I feel like maybe that nigga was already on his way out. 
because I mean, you know, you're gonna lose your job. He's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. <laughs> like you know, you can't get that off. Or maybe he was just that faded. Maybe he was that faded that he just kind of had a lapse in judgment. But you know, ESPN don't play that, man. So it make me think maybe they was already towards the end of his contract, thinking about not renewing. Like Blake said, he is trash as an analyst. So he's always. Wrong. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> you think he's a good analyst? I'm oh, not that saying that. I don't. I don't think either are fair. I think when it comes to his ability as an analyst, I think he's he fits a role, and I think the role on certain shows is necessary because you get off balance. Like if you look at like Maria Taylor, right? Maria Taylor is great for the NBA on ESPN. Jalen Rose paired with Maria Taylor, great. They need somebody to break up the monotony to keep them on their toes. And I'm just telling you that because sometimes I watch just the two of them and I'd be like, that was a great segment. That was a really good, you know, halftime show. But it didn't give me no one-liners. It didn't give it didn't give us nothing to talk about on Twitter. It didn't give us nothing to and I think like the the role that Charles has played on NBA on TNT, that role has evolved with so many different players now going into this space that I think there is a person on these panels that you have an expectation that they may not necessarily be on the same level as some of the journalists. They may not be on the same level as some of the other TV analysts, but they know the game and they have a unique perspective that still allows them to be a relevant name. Like, in my opinion, ESPN tried to make Paul Pierce be too clean cut and niggas really think Paul Pierce is a cornball because of how he's been portrayed and if you listen to him talk on any of these other outlets or avenues you can tell that how he is on ESPN is how they're telling him he has to be because I don't know if y'all have y'all heard his all the smoke episode no I haven't heard his all the smoke episode no I haven't if you listen to his all the smoke episode you would be able to see clear as day the Paul Pierce that ESPN forces us to deal with on the jump and the NBA on ESPN is not the Paul Pierce that he really wants to be on the mic. You did what I'm saying? But it's the same way with like Stack. You remember when Stack Jackson was on ESPN? They had Stack in there in them stuffy ass suits. He looked like he couldn't fucking breathe trying to make him talk this whole different way and that ain't Stack. But we see that if you pair him with the right person or Kevin Garnett, like that, you remember when TNT gave Kevin Garnett his own little area. People loved that shit. It probably didn't do well for wide range ratings, but as far as like engagement with the show, because we care about shit like that. If you really watch the NBA, you want to see these niggas talk. You want to see these niggas be visible, whether they're amazing or sometimes them being awful. Is what makes you tune. Like one of them niggas who used to play with LeBron. I think he a light skinned nigga, tall, long head ass nigga. Dead, Drew Good. Nah. Hell no. Nah. You talking about uh, Richard Jefferson, bro? Nah, what? the dude. Nah, he be with he be on with Richard Jefferson. Or something. He was Shannon so Fry? off. Nah, Channing Fry. Channing Fry actually good. Damn. Man, what are you talking me, about? I gotta find this nigga name. Well, why are you looking it up? I think the difference between Paul Pierce and the people you are listing examples, 
they have other factors that that make them you know worthwhile. You found his name, Ryan Hollins. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Ryan <laughs> Hollins. They, yeah, yeah. No name. But see, they have other. He's also trash. <laughs> but see, they they have other factors. The other people that you're naming who are actually good. They have factors that make us tune into whether, you know, their takes could be trash, but they have solid, you know, uh, logic behind it. Uh, they're entertaining, um, you know, things like that. Paul Pierce didn't have any of those. He had bad glasses, bad suits, bad takes, bad logic behind his takes, weak jokes, bad uh, presence. Uh, he lacked awareness. He normally missed yeah. on the jokes. He was like just an overall eyes. bad fit. And I, I like Paul Pierce as a basketball player, but no. You know what I'm saying? Like and then but even no. in even in moments when I've seen him like Do you not do you think any of those things could have been produced in or out? I mean, maybe. I'm not gonna say he doesn't have potential. I'm gonna say that I didn't see any potential. You know? Mm. The first I, no, time I I guess what I'm Paul saying Pierce, is do you do you think that the performance that you saw reflected was more so because that's what he was being told to do or that's what he naturally got on the mic and just did. I have never seen Paul Pierce do anything outside of actively playing on the court. So even as far as being on the bench or being hurt, I have never seen Paul Pierce do anything that I thought was impressive. Outside of play basketball, like, and I, I, I literally on the bench, he was bad when he got trolled for by Draymond for going on his tour and nobody cared. Uh, when that nigga came to Boston to retire his jersey and Brian kicked he was the nigga's Kobe. ass, yeah, nigga, you ain't Kobe. And <laughs> nigga came to retire his jersey, Brian whooped them niggas around. Like, I ain't never seen him do anything outside of play basketball. That I was like, yeah, Paul, really dope. Hey, well, I can tell you what he can do. He can get strippers to pull up. He can blow the loud on the iPhone 12 Pro. (laughs) Damn, Blake, you was really just on Paul Pierce's ass, bro. On his ass, bro. You be on folks' ass. Like, ever since you got on this show, like, when you be on somebody's ass, like, you be be more relentless than I'm even comfortable. Like, Like, that rant you just had on Paul Pierce made me uncomfortable. I feel like it takes a lot for me to get to that point with a person. But when I'm there, it's, it's just facts. Like, I would love to Damn. be wrong about this, but I just, you know. I'm just bro, saying. They, bro, did you see the Paul Pierce? Smoke. Listen to his out of smoke, Blake. Just listen so to it. So it's like, I can't bring myself to click on that because I saw the Paul Pierce Dwayne Wade conversation. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. No, I don't so I think Dwayne Wade was retiring, and and I don't remember what exactly happened. I think maybe they're like he's the third best shooting oh, guard yeah, of all I time. Did. Oh yeah, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Pierce got insulted, and they just ran down how he was better than that nigga in every category. And that's just how I feel. Like that's how I feel about him as an analyst. Like you just are not good at this. You're an amazing basketball player. You're one of the best Boston Celtics of all time, which you know in itself is just amazing because it's such yeah. a storied franchise but you are a very bad commentator you should but do you, you should not never do this again as wild as the paul pierce take was at that time with everything that you just said about him on the court and him being bona fide the truth is it really such a wild take for him to feel some type of way about this shit being said 
the thing is, if it's your job to talk about in the sport, you have to have enough awareness to know when you're wrong, when you just like, you know, some things are debatable. We don't know yet. But how would you know that you wrong ba- though, Blake? Like, how would you know? Because, that if- because we're talking about two retired players, right? So if we're talking about, you know, the upcoming championship. We're all speculating. We're going off what we see. We don't know these things. You know, we're, yeah. we're basically taking the information that we have and we're forming a logical conclusion. Everybody's wrong about this shit. Nobody knows. Nobody can predict injuries and that somebody's going to get hot. There's nothing wrong with being wrong about that. But when you're wrong about, you know, hey, we can look in the past and definitively see these things. And, you know, the facts do not support anything you're saying. You know, you should shut up. It is what see, it but is. I, like. I, I get that. Kinda, I get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Nate, because, you know, even with all that, I think that Paul Pierce has created great content. And even going to uh, the conversation about Dwayne Wade, it's like, if if I'm if I'm the fucking truth and y'all niggas saying that Dwayne way better than me, then I mean it's like why wouldn't I say? Why wouldn't I say this nigga ain't better than me? I'm the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm Paul Pierce. I I play with this nigga. I'm better than that nigga. And then of course, and I believe it was like Jalen Rose and uh Beetle. Hey, Jalen uh, Rose let his ass You know, they was just on his ass. But to me, that made it for a great moment. You know, and I don't because know because he's the Paul one Pierce that they he's the one that they rag on. Like, like he's right. the he's the and one that he played that role and those role. and those roles are dope but you know the people I okay I don't think anybody does that role as far as sports better than Charles Barkley and you know what is typically happening when um when those moments happen with Charles do you know what his reaction is when 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 people are normally laughing at him must that he's normally laughing with them because he's laughing right. with them because we're joking together you know what Paul Pierce you know. You know what his response is in those moments? His ass is normally lost and confused because he don't get the damn joke. He don't understand. <laughs> and that's what I keep what telling he's saying you. Like, is ridiculous. You don't understand the thought process of you just told us that he is one of the greatest Boston Celtics, one of the most storied franchises in the NBA. He's one of the greatest to ever put one of those jerseys on. He was nicknamed the truth by players in the league while he was playing like we can't sit up here and just act like this nigga was Stromile swift like paul pierce was the motherfucking hey, hey, don't truth. do that to Stromile. don't do that to Stromile. don't Stromile do Stromile do swift is not paul pierce now let's not even play with ourselves you dig I'm what not, i'm saying but i'm just saying there's a lot of names we could afford. <laughs> we had to do that to Stromile, bro damn do you know the nigga Nah, but Stromile was a dog, bro. Grizzlies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I fuck with I'm Stromile. not saying he not a dog. I'm just saying that the nigga's not Paul Pierce. And you just, if you, you are just, telling nigga, me... I'm just saying my nigga ain't have to catch that stray. That's all I was saying. <laughs> okay, okay. Ben Smack Biombo. Shout out to... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a name. He, he, he's not, he's not Ben Smack Biombo. Like, that's, that's my point. Like, if you are... Let's say that you're the third greatest Boston Celtic of all time behind Bill Russell and Larry Bird. That's a lot to fucking say right there. You dig what I'm saying? So that if nigga people ain't have better been than Kevin McHale. But I mean, I actually, hold on. I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole. I think, you know, he's bad at his job. I think we've acknowledged that. And, and we may disagree, but the millions and millions of viewers who, who complain about him stand by me. Um, but what I will say is, <laughs> do we feel like he's, no matter how bad he is at his job, do we think he should have lost his job because of the strippers and the Instagram live? I mean, I hate to see him lose his job, 
Did I expect him to lose his job? Yes. It's like, do I think he should have <laughs> lost it? I mean, you know, if, if it was like Alex's company and, you know, it's like, okay, I mean, we may talk. I may not fire him, but it's ESPN. So, you know, if you on camera smoking blunts, like, first of all, you just on camera smoking blunts. That's like reason for them to suspend you. Cause that's how ESPN do. They suspend you. Like that's what they normally do. But if you, you know, on Instagram live smoking blunts, strippers, ass just shaking. Uh, and like I said, that's why I think there was already like things going wrong. And, you know, this was like the final straw. Dead uh, ass, but, dead ass, dead ass, dead ass. Damn. That was, you know, that was a, that was a great podcast moment, you know, running, running <laughs> joke. You know, I, I need to bring that back. <laughs> What what's I I I knew he wasn't gonna I knew he wasn't gonna survive uh this shit. I knew Bob wasn't gonna let his ass uh continue to I mean it's a precedent there. I mean we can hate it or love it, but the Jamel Hill situation taught us everything we needed to know. Disney will let your ass go if you're not bringing in the right type of publicity that they need at that time. It's fucked up. Thanks. I don't agree, but as soon as I seen this shit. So when I saw him smoking, I was like, okay, he going to get a stern talking to, and they may be like, you know what? We don't feel you're valuable enough for us to extend your contract after this. I'm thinking, cool. When I seen ass starting to be thrown in the background and Paul Pierce was just like all the way with it, at that point I was like, yeah, he not even going to show up. He not even going to go to work. But it wasn't even just the strippers. It was the active recruitment of another stripper, too. Like, he was like, hey, wasn't it Carla? He was like, Carla, he hit her with the you should be here. Hey, hey, imagine hitting somebody with a you, a you should be here. Imagine you on IG Live. A stripper pops in and is like, oh, shit. Paul is in the IG live and this nigga get into his instant like he take it all the way back. I'm talking 0809. Look, you should be here. <laughs> Do you have 30 minutes for me to sit down in your living room Dude and tell you crazy. why you should be here? <laughs> I used to hate them. Hey, bro. I bro, yeah, bro, people using old relationships to leverage you into conversations about their latest pyramid scheme is the most annoying. That is my like number one pet peeve right now because i started so what you, like what nate you mean by that like niggas was hitting you so nate was referencing i don't know if it ever happened to you but like the we should be here was a, a pyramid scheme you know i'm sure people were active in it will say it wasn't but whatever where basically like you have your own business and you sell some shit to your friends and you know if your business grows to a certain extent you get a free car and if you get to another extent you get a free trip and then mm-hmm. it's just always there's always one going going and it just, I think the closest thing I can think of right now would be the, um, what is this shit these niggas be doing where they Forex have, yeah, Forex like, bro, no, don't, don't, don't talk bad about Forex, man. I ain't trying to have niggas hitting me up like, bro, y'all I don't give a damn, I, I don't have, bro, hey, school going to go Draymond Green on your ass, Blake, you better I don't relax. give a damn, you better, bro, you better, there's nothing wrong. Look, KD, look, KD, cool. we trying cool. to keep this, this dynasty doing, together. <laughs> bro, there's nothing wrong with 4X. It'd be the marketing. Like, okay, first off, don't hit me with no fucking party promotion flyer. And then I, like, look into this shit and you talking about trading 4X. Nigga, you don't wasting my time. 
then don't fucking text me like after like our childhood friendship and talk about all the good times and then be like, so man, do you have a time to sit down about how we could get you some extra residual income? Nigga. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to deal with none of that. I'm not coming to no meeting. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, bro, can, niggas, can I reserve a spot for you? We're meeting at the such and such hotel at this time. Uh, yeah, I was referred. First of all, I'm tired of, like, don't refer me. I hate when niggas be like, yo, you were referred by this other <laughs> nigga who I ain't even that close with. I'm like, bro, how you referring me? Who didn't ask me? me? Like, you didn't even ask me about this shit. Like, how you referring me? Like, I'm talking to this one dude. He like, yeah, so you could just give me like 10 of your friends. Uh, I was like, nigga, how am I supposed to reference? I don't even know what the fuck you do. Like, we ain't even, I've never even met you. And you want me to, and, and this nigga was getting mad at me. He like, dude, it's just, I'm like, it's just, nigga, what? I don't even know what you do. Bro, have you ever seen a video of like one of them forex parties when they getting all hype and standing on furniture? And if you look closely, people don't do this. You have to really look closely (laughs) at the people who like just got an invite and don't really know what the fuck is going on. They be on their laptops looking around like, oh shit, where am I? Damn. They they don't they don't know when to yell. They don't know when to start doing the (laughs) chant or the clap or none of this shit. This shit be y'all. Hey dog, I used to sell cut code knives. I know all about this shit. Hell no. Hey, I knew Cut I mean, was did bullshit when I got damn pulled up. <laughs> Let me tell you, dog. I'm I'm 18 years old, right? It's the summer before I go to UTC. I'm like, Back in what, Let me 07? just try to. Let me just try to. I'm gonna cut grass, do some shit. <laughs> Let me try to pick up a little gig. I pick up the little Cut Code knife shit. It tells me vector marketing. At this time, I'm a marketing major, so I'm like, cool. Perfect. You Look at that. Perfect. Let me goddamn. And so I pull up. They like, oh, you gonna be selling knives, and this is what you got. This is what you gotta goddamn do. So look, you pay us two hundred dollars. We gonna give you this starter set, some rope, a couple pennies, and some other shit, and you just make it happen. I'm like, I right, bet. So I <laughs> start selling pennies, the shit. Man. Hey, I start selling this shit to people. You feel me, folks at the church. My teammate parents, my family and shit, niggas, my white friends from high school and shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get all of this shit. And then one day they like, you know what? You've been on a roll. I brought in like two of my basketball teammates. They like, you done brought some people in and shit. So you know what? We're going to take you to the regional meeting. So I get dressed up. You feel me? I'm... I'm like, shit, nigga, I'm doing my thing, nigga. We pulled up. We went to fucking North Carolina and to this event center. And I walk in, and it's a bunch of, like, it looked like a Michael Jordan baggy suit convention in that bitch. I'm like, something is wrong already. Because I know you think I'm old, Alex, but at 18, I'm not old enough for niggas to just be in the super Michael Jordan XXL, you feel me? So I'm already, like... Some bullshit is going on. A bald head white man with a motherfucking speaker microphone with the little puff piece where every time they talk, it'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, hear me good in the back. This is going to be some bullshit, Blake. Tell me why this man starts playing music like T-Pain music. Like good life type shit. This nigga is playing good life. Everybody on your feet. I want to let you know what we doing in this. 
I said, I want to go home. <laughs> I want to fucking go home because I've bro. been got. <laughs> I've been fucking got. Take bro, me I home, some bro. Bullshit. As soon as you said you went to the regional meeting, it uh, it made me think of um, now you move up to the next level, which is the secretary's secretary. <laughs> Boy, is that your way? Now you're working with the boss's niece who never went to college. <laughs> so, so I say all of that family, <laughs> right? Right. Bro, <laughs> man. So I say all of that to say, you know, you should be here and uh, catch us at uh, DreamVacations.com. We getting out here. I see some of y'all out here trying to go on dates with your friends. That may be something that y'all can do, you know. Friend date. Uh, go, on, go, go, you know. You should be here with your friend date. How about that? Dog. The friend I mean, date. You know, y'all don't go on dates with y'all friends? Crazy. No. No. You know, you don't have like And if I did, I'm not wearing no suit. to date with, but it's, it's friendly. You know, y'all just want to treat each other, you know. Y'all don't do that. Bro, when I hang out with my friends of the opposite sex, I'm kicking it with my homegirl. It ain't no date. I'm yeah. not paying for your food. Y'all don't dress up. No, you got to pay for her food, man. What you mean? You the man. It's a date. It's just like friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's Y'all a little different from, it's a little different for us because, you know, I think you used to having like a white work wife and shit. Yeah, I mean, you know. See, we ain't never had no work wife. Me and Blake don't like who, have no. We got regular wives, and then that's like it. Like that's all the commitment that we can stand to really just do right now. But Nate, like who? Like when your girl not around, who your girl? <laughs> this thing is crazy, nigga. My girl. <laughs> what you mean? Like she just because she's not around don't mean she's not my girl. No, no. Like I mean, I'm just saying. Like I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> like, like if your <laughs> It's like if your girl not around, then who gonna be your girl? You know, you, you know just said I mean? the same question again. I'm, just, I'm like, I'm, just because you repeated it, don't mean that like it wasn't no different voice inflections. You didn't change no tones. You literally said what you said again. If and the answer is it. still the same, nigga. My girl is my girl, whether she's right here next to me or in the living room, I mean, she, like she is now. Like, I, I, okay, man. I mean, that's fine. I mean. <laughs> I think it's perfectly fine to go on a date with your friend and, you know, it's just, it's platonic. Wait, it's platonic. Wait, so like how they did, like she puts on like a date night, date night dress. You mm-hmm. put on like a date night, date night fit and y'all no, go no, no, together. No, 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. Date night, date night fit. This yeah. nigga had on a suit with his shirt. He ain't button the top six buttons. I mean, that's his swag. That's his date night, date night look. Blake. Yeah. And you gonna I mean, pay he, for dinner? He can and only all do that. that with his girl. Yeah, you pay for dinner because yes. you're a gentleman, regardless of who trick. the woman is. You're a gentleman. That's like the, you're a gentleman. that's like tricking to the to the next level. Where like platonic tricking is just different. Like I don't even I can't even grasp that Come concept. On, man. You ain't never paid. So you telling me you have never paid? You have never went somewhere with a girl and she your friend, but you pay for her. Not on a date. No, like I've hung out with my friend and like <laughs> I mean, like. Like just because you try to paint it like uh, you could use your context clues like, to try to make my, it be I've been a date, don't mean girl. it's a date. <laughs> hey, shout out to my nigga Smalls. I remember one time in college I was broke and I, we went out as friends, like a group of us, nigga, not no one on one date. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm broke right now. And she bought me like three shots. That's a real nigga. Shout out to my nigga Smalls. Hey. Shout out to her. That's that's cute. That's cute. And shout out to my um, homies, you feel me? Young Krista, shout out to Young 2, you feel me? When times was tough, they held a nigga down, you feel me? Pull up at Jeff's, you know, pull up at Jeff's around camp, you feel me? They'll fuck with you. But we didn't go on no fucking dates, nigga. Date. We was like, yeah. pull it like, hey, I'm at Jeff's, pull up, nigga. We... Let's eat, nigga. We not going on a friend date like that's just. I mean, what's that's a, I mean, what's a date? So, so <laughs> is a date is a date just going out one on one with a person? Like, cause that's you know, it's like, what's a date? Like, is it only a date if it's romantic? Like, are dates only romantic? Let me get in that. In my opinion, in my opinion, a date means that you are taking someone out with the intention to get to know them better. Because you are attracted to them and you would like to build something more based on that attraction. So if you if you dress up and your friend who's a girl dress up and y'all go out, let's just say y'all go out to eat and y'all sit mm-hmm. down, have dinner. Maybe it's a semi expensive place. Uh, you know, y'all laugh, y'all drink, whatever, whatever. Um, maybe y'all go home together, not to do anything but y'all go home maybe have you know spend some more time uh and then y'all part ways that sound a whole lot like a chick relationship that you are trying to date Mm -hmm. for me and i'm not you know nah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i ain't shaming nobody though if if you know, if that's what works for them and they friendship good for them, it just sounds like they having a lot of friendship sex. It's just what it came off as. It's either so either the, either they having a lot of friendship sex or you know, one of the people in the friend date don't realize that it's a date, and the other one thinks that it's a real date, but they're masking it as a friend date. Cause I looked, so the post that made this like viral and shit, I looked mm-hmm. at that shit, and if you look at like how he posted the picture. And then how she posted the picture, like hmm. she in love. So let me love. guess. It tell you everything that you need to oh, know. So, like she, so she's she, she really, the one who think it's a date. Oh, she's I'm not gonna say love. she think it's a date. I'm gonna say that it comes across like she has some feelings there, and mm-hmm. she may know that those feelings may not be returned in that way. So she's making it seem like. It's very much so just she's going out of her way to make him and everybody else know that it's just a friend thing. Hmm. I mean, I, I I honestly think you can platonically like go on dating outing. So you I, out I mean, here dating platonically is what you telling me. I, I'm this this what I will say. <laughs> this what I will say. I have been out with a girl who was my friend and we got food and I paid for the food and it was completely platonic. It wasn't me trying to like get out of a friend zone or nothing like that. This is my home girl. I, you know, I thought it was a gentleman thing to, it ain't like I'm blowing all this bread. I'm like, yeah, I'll cover you. It's nothing. Uh, Cause it ain't like she wouldn't cover me. Like it's like that type of thing. It ain't like I'm always paying. Like she would pay for mine just like I would pay for hers. But that's a cool date like for you. That. I mean, I don't know what you consider a date. I just, you know. I mean, I, I just, just told you people, what I consider a date. I'm talking I mean, about you. I mean, me, me, you know, I, I consider a date to just be just a term that you use when you're setting in 
some specific time to be with somebody. Like that's what I consider a date. So, so me, you, you and like Blake one. go to goddamn dinner. Are we on a date? I mean, I wouldn't say we're on a date, but if you were asking me, hey, is this technically a date? I might say, yeah, technically, I guess it is a date, but I just wouldn't refer to it as a date because I, you know. I would think you're technically incorrect. But I guess those moments <laughs> that you're describing. I mean, I think if you look up date, I'm right. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure if you looked it up, it it wouldn't clarify that it's romantic because think about a play date, you know. That's, but I think that's why we date. put the word play because it's like this clearly isn't like a normal date. But either way, you know, if you've done, I, I guess I probably have been in that situation before where I went out with a homegirl and we were eating and it wasn't a big deal that I paid for the food or something just because of, you know, whatever dynamic was going on. Yeah. But it wasn't no like, let's dress up, pose, deep heartfelt. Con- and it wasn't on my oh, it wasn't on my birthday. Like it wasn't like oh, I need you to be my companion that I go out with and just you and we like that ain't normal. That's, that's nigga, not- you trying to smash some yeeks on your birthday? You was not trying to go on a platonic date. <laughs> like this, just like come on, bro. Like, and I I feel what you saying, Blake. Like I feel that same way. Like I've done the same thing for my friends, but I never looked at it like. Oh, that's a date. Like we never got dressed up and I put on, you feel me, my top tier shit and was like, let me pull up and no, I'm nigga, are you hungry? Cause I'm hungry. And Donnie won't answer the phone. (laughs) (laughs) You did what I'm saying? Like, like that's not a date for me, but I I I feel what you saying. What you saying, Blake. Anytime you go out to dinner, man or woman, uh, one on one with someone of the opposite sex and your chest is out. It's a date. It's at least a borderline yeah. date. Yeah. Or because his chest and her chest you, was out. It's like, or you know, one of y'all is gonna leave with some type of uh unrequited experience. You dig what I'm saying? Like it's just cause it, it's clearly there are some mixed signals here. Like, clearly there are some Could mixed be. signals here. And to your point, Alex, um, I just want to clarify a date is indeed a social romantic appointment or engagement. Mm. I love how you I love how you left out the or between social and or. I mean ors don't really matter. You know what I'm ors saying? Do like not niggas, really niggas matter. will, you know, niggas uh, ain't or think I look is up. a but that's what they do. <laughs> that nigga said a social romantic. He know the definition is a social or romantic, but you know he just skip over that word. I'm sick of this nigga, man. Niggas do anything. The fact that you right. knew him well enough to also look it up is hilarious. Cause I knew I knew Nate had looked it up because I saw him say, like, yep, I got it. I got it looked up. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and look it up because I see this nigga done looked it up. Hey, Sick Jesus. of this nigga. <laughs> Don't try to manipulate it. Oh Duh. god. <laughs> it could be both. I mean, are we so really counting conjunctions? Right. I mean, it's 2021. Do conjunctions really count? <laughs> yes, I, honest, I honestly don't know what a conjunction is. If we be and honest, I don't know. Or, what See, but... you don't even know what you arguing, Alex. He's like, you don't even know what you arguing. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I'm just not a. I'm not an English major, nigga. I don't. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Bro, speaking of dates and going out, y'all are y'all getting vaccinated? I'm going Friday. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> My wife went already. Um, <laughs> Yo, my, my homie, my homie, uh, he did a vaccination appointment, then he canceled it. He was like, man, I made the appointment, but now, man, I don't know, man. I had to cancel it, man. I don't he got know. I anxiety. It. I ain't gonna lie, the anxiety tripping. is real, bro. Like, 
So I got mine uh, two weeks ago, and I'm you know my next one's coming up, and <laughs> that that anxiety is real. Like when you get in there, all you hear while you're waiting is like, "Nigga, you gonna go a third arm." <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> you be just thinking like, hey, "Damn, man. you ain't hear about Tuskegee." <laughs> like all that shit just be in the back of your mind. You be like, "Look, man, Come let on, me man. just run up out of here." Like everybody saying they got this shit. See, but I mean, that's what's kind of giving me a little peace of mind. You know, everybody and their mama getting it, man. You know, let me go ahead and get it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's going, it's going, you know, it's probably for the better. It's probably for the best. So, uh, I think my wife, she already made her appointment. Is that correct? Huh? Tomorrow, you getting your first shot? Yeah, she in here. She heard me. She heard that whole conversation about that friendly makes so. Dates. That makes so much sense. The energy has been a little different today. No, nah, she she just got, the energy she just has, got here. Oh, she okay. came during that conversation. It's you see, you see how he stopped. He stopped with that uh, with with the platonic all that, Rick, uh, all that reckless conversation. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see how they reckless talk kind of chilled up. out a little bit. You see when he was like, okay, what was the definition Sorry. of a? There was, there was, uh, he was. I had no intentions. I had no intentions <laughs> of anything romantic. It was just purely a purely platonic. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, you see how he cleaned that up. See, I know niggas like him, man. His wife came in and he got to ask, and you know what? What is the real definition of? No, it's an or. That's why that conjunction meant so much to him, Blake. She didn't hear that or, and he was well, like, shit, this nigga is bullshit. You, like we was talking about the other week, when you need your mans to lie for you and you don't, you don't pick up all of the cues, see? You know what? That's my bad, Alex. That's my bad. You know, I give y'all great content, man. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, I put I put myself, my relationship, my marriage on the line, and niggas think it's a fucking joke. I mean, it is. Hey, I I want to say one thing about what you just said, Nate, because I got a story where one time this nigga came through to my crib with his girl, and we playing 2K, and this nigga is like, yeah, um. It was crazy. Like he said, I can't remember exactly. But it was like it was crazy, you know, when me and you linked up. Like you know, for example, like this past Tuesday and whatever, whatever. Uh, like he brought this shit up. I was like, nah, I think that was Monday, bro. <laughs> like you know, something like that because we had hung out. But he was like completely off on the day. I'm like, nah. And he was like, nah, bro. Like I think it was Tuesday. And I was like, yeah. You know, because I can kind of see what he was doing and, you know, because his girl is right there. She on her phone acting like she ain't paying attention. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at the moment, I'm like, bro, like, why? It's, it seemed like you wanted, like, did you, was you trying to test me or some shit? Because I don't even know that you lying. Like, I have no indication that, first of all, we not even cool like that. Like, we cool, <laughs> but we not cool where you should be comfortable with, like, me lying for you. I mean, honestly, I don't care about lying for you. I don't care about whatever you got going. But Alex, like, I, mean, I don't even need to be involved then. in your situation. Right. I'm like, bro, it ain't even, I don't even know why you brought your girl over here, man. You know what I'm saying? We being honest, but because her hair is undone, you know, but I ain't, finna, <laughs> I ain't even finna get into that, man. Bro, I'm so far from being a solid homeboy. Like, I need to, like, I, it's just been so long. Like, I, like, niggas do not trust me. And I mean, those feelings are valid because I mean, my yeah. response, my, my response would just be like, oh, nigga, you out here cheating. Damn, that's, that's, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked yep. up. You done cheating mm. with the little bit. Damn. You know, I'm a play. Mm. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I like, and my yeah. friends know that. They just know not, that's not who I go to for that. Because even, my if, friends I, even know... if I'm in the. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. 
No, you was in the middle of your. I was gonna say, even if I'm in the moment and I like play along, I'm gonna call you like, "Hey, what you doing? You by yourself, nigga? You out here bullshit? (laughs) Like, I'm gonna do that. Like, we ain't gonna just dead it. Like, it's gonna come up. Yeah, you big bullshitting dog. I'm that friend that um, once you let me know that you are on pure bullshit, then I'm just gonna make you have to sit in your bullshit every time we talk. Like, hey, you mm. you still out here cheating on that good girl of yours, man? You still out here fucking up your family? Yeah, that shit. <laughs> yeah, you still out here fucking up your family? You still fucking bitches in the bitch car? Come on, bro. Like, come on. Bro. Like, come on, dog. Like, For real, bro. I'm that friend that's no. like, yeah, you ain't shit. Still ain't shit. No, if you cheating, I, I, I feel you, Nate. I'm not, and I know about it. I ain't going, I'm not going to, like, keep it on the low. I'm going to be like, bro, you... You know you ain't shit. Like you just said. I'm like, you know you I'm ain't like, shit. Look, your situation ain't got shit to do with me, but just know that this is me telling you, you ain't shit. You a wild boy. You wild, man. And and know you that wild. when you and know that when you do get caught and your girl catch me out in public, you know, three months later and want to do that long ass conversation about like and tell me like, can you believe he was doing this? I'm not gonna shit on you, but I am gonna listen to the wild <laughs> details that you left out and double back and be like, "Nigga, you a fool! Like, you are so, bullshitting." So you, so you <laughs> like, was cheating. So, so you, so you was fucking a cousin. So you just you left that out. So, so you, you know he he left out the big details. Yeah, you know, yeah bro, always leave that shit like, out. Yeah, this is like the eighth time, and then Niggas I caught him texting texting this message. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, that'd Damn. be the last straw. That'd be the last straw for a lot of these girls. But if she, it's either and when big, I saw the one, when woman, I looked her up on Instagram, oh yeah, it's, my god, it's either it's either she's bigger than she expected, smaller, significantly smaller than she expected, or she uglier than she expected. And she like, you know, this motherfucker didn't even have the decency to cheat on me with a cute bitch. She ain't even remotely cute. This nigga went and got a booger wolf. <laughs> With some ass, and then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to got man, fuck him, and fuck and I, you too, because I know you knew about it. You'd be like, first and, of all, and don't you hate when women do that? Because now you're in a position <laughs> where you slick want to defend your taste. You like she ain't ugly, I and mean, then you like you know what? This, ain't, <laughs> this ain't the time for that. Let me just this shut is up. not even. Let me this just is... shut up. Because <laughs> you know you, you, just you cannot ass. tell your girl she, you can't tell your girl she ain't ugly. <laughs> That can never come up in a conversation where she on your ass. That cannot be a sentence you say. She ain't even that ugly, though. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm the type of nigga be like, I mean, that look, I mean, babe, that ass, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. How can but I you the friend that? in this situation. So, like, imagine you the friend in that situation and you like Kevin Hart friend, but you, I mean, but did you see her? That ass. She was the bitch with the fat ass. <laughs> can, you bl- can you blame him? Blame I him? mean, did you see that I ass? <laughs> I don't blame. I mean, him. look, I told look, Alex gonna be the one. Blake, look, I told him he was wrong, <laughs> but when he showed me the picture, <laughs> look, I just told him, you know what? Sometimes look, the good man. Lord send things across your way. That's what I told him. That's Alex. <laughs> Alex, like you, you know what? You can't compete with that. You can't compete with that ass. Come on, man. A a telling a girlfriend, a scorned girlfriend, <laughs> that she can't compete with the bitch that he cheated on her with. That's see, Alex, that's how I know. Do you that's hear tough. this? You are a well, level honest, three man. villain. That's tough. Level honest, three man. villain. You can't compete with that. You can't compete with that. 
Hey, can I ask y'all a question, man? Just kind of closely related to that. Can y'all acknowledge ass with y'all wives? Yeah, my wife normally has a better eye for it than me. I'm not going to take the chance to do it. I'm going to say that. Mm. I'm mm. not, you know. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah, it's all about decorum. It's all about decorum. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, so, so how it's approached. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So, you like, know, you I mean, can't. for example, for example, you know, grocery store, you, you know, you and your wife, y'all walking side by side, woman is coming towards y'all, she passes, y'all both notice that her, I mean, you saw the ass from the front, you know, so it's, y'all both notice it. Can you speak to that, to that, to your wife? Can you be like, damn, did you see how oh, that like, can, you, can you say I don't something necessarily. I don't necessarily know about. Are a you allowed to spit or... game to the ass walking by you? That's my question. I'm not going to necessarily no. say whether or not. I don't. I don't think it's like a can you or can you not. Like, are you allowed to? It's. Do you feel comfortable? Do you question. want to? For me, I think about it like this: Can this go sideways? And if there is a high chance that it can go sideways, I'm gonna just keep whatever comment I got to myself because th- see, this is what's gonna happen, bro. You gotta you gotta understand certain situations. And mm. when you in certain situations, you gotta make a split decision. So, like as as married men, right? You be out and about, it be cakes and yams everywhere. You mm. gotta understand how you can move and how you can't move based upon situations. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Like, for instance, Valentine's Day weekend, me and my wife went to go eat brunch and it was this woman who had on some shit that i don't even think you supposed to really wear in restaurants <laughs> like when i tell not you that, that shit not that was close just to food, man. like <laughs> like your, nip, your nipple is right next to my french <laughs> like, toast i'm trying to understand like, and where so we where we were where we were seated we had a uh basically like a, a table that was big enough for two people right there in the center and it was like by the walkway towards the restroom, right? So you gotta walk by the center of the restaurant, go to the restroom. So they, she walks by, and she's walking this way, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna take my eyes off my wife, <laughs> cause it, one, it's Valentine's Day, and the last thing you want <laughs> is for a woman to suspect <laughs> that you is peeping another woman on Valentine's Day. So I'm like, you know what? Mm. My eyes are peered, nigga. I am actively listening. She came back through. My wife was talking to me. My wife had just stopped talking at one point. Like, we were having a conversation. She just stopped talking. The girl walked by. And she's looking at me. And my wife was like, I know you seen that. Like, sometimes folks just can't wear certain shit to the restaurant. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? I know what level of engagement we on right here. <laughs> you did what I'm saying? I know what level of engagement we on. Like, if it's somebody ass and they just around and it's just like what Drake's saying, like, you just uncomfortable. Like, this ass is embarrassing. The amount of ass that is just being shown right now is embarrassing. Like, everybody's line of sight is going to go here because that is the goal. With situations like that, I think it's a little bit more acceptable because everybody's human nature is going off. Like, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think when you see niggas like, like the famous meme, you know, where the dude walking by the girl and he like turn around and she kept like, mm-hmm. I think situations like that, 
is where niggas be out here just wilding. Like, I've seen niggas be with a girl and a chick that you know is stupid thick getting ready to walk by. And this nigga is preparing himself to, like, <laughs> you like, <Yeah>. bro, wow. <laughs> relax. <laughs> like, why are you that horny in public? <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, I'll I think, kill you, bro. Go ahead, Blake. I think Nate hit it on the head. It's definitely the, the veteran move is to just gauge it off of the woman. You know, so step one, make eye contact. See if they seen what you seen. You know what I'm saying? If if y'all are on the same page, you know, let her lead the discussion. Look, you know, in 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 the moment of that conversation to confirm what you think is there. Um, and then just move forward. If you make eye contact and maybe she didn't see it, y'all aren't on the same page. This is now where if you just are like, I have to see that, you know, you need to do that on your own, which, you know, a little bit of discretion with your own on your own accord. But uh, I think nowadays for me, it has to be like kind of, like it has to be a bit of an outlier for me to be like, I gotta see that. Like that's crazy. It has to be some like, damn, that's that's ridiculous shit for me to even be like, I gotta see it. I just feel like you should always be able to acknowledge a woman's beauty. Regardless of the situation. For context, before uh, we go, wherever you're gonna go. Is your wife still in the room? Uh no, she just walked out. Okay. I just she just I, walked in and she walked out. But I know she just heard me say that. I mean, for real though. I mean, if a woman is whether she be beautiful, whether she be uh like Nate just said embarrassingly voluptuous, I should be able to speak to that. And I'm not I'm not saying damn, I'm trying to hit her. It's just like damn. She's beautiful. Damn. Her asses humongous <laughs> babe did you see her <laughs> and then either my wife can say no i didn't see her or i did and i agree or you know it may just be a you know i mean i'm just saying it, it ain't like i'm saying i'm trying to hit her i'm just acknowledging a beautiful woman i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't think your girl should have a, a problem with that yeah i think which i think after you get to a certain age just like okay we can pretend it's not there but I have seen, like, I've definitely seen homies get in trouble for that shit. I yeah, have too. Know. I know you have. And made. I think what I think what you <laughs> got to uh, understand here, Alex, is that what you should be able to do in a relationship, and what you should actually do in relationships, mm-hmm. usually are not the same thing. Like, if you are in a relationship with a woman who that may not be some shit that they cool with, Mm. then you may have the autonomy and the right to do that. It's just like, at what cost? You do what I'm saying? Like, Mm. at what cost? And that's that's what everybody got to think about. You gotta know your partner. That's what I would tell. Yeah, that's what I would tell everybody on, on a subject like this, like, you got to ask yourself, who is your partner? How is your partner? And at what cost is this sneak peek worth? You know, that really makes me think about maybe the better question would have been like, what do you think you should be able to do? Because obviously it does depend on just how your partner react. But, you know, if you weren't with your partner and somebody's asking you this, like in terms of what you would want from your girl, I mean, do you feel like 
she should reasonably not trip about you acknowledging another woman's beauty. Like, can you even say like, damn, like this woman fine? Like, and I'm not asking you, can you say it in your relationship? But I'm saying, do you think somebody should be able to say that and it be not a problem? Like just to acknowledge somebody else's attractive or has some attractive feature. You know what I'm saying? Like, can yeah. I say yeah. that another woman looks great? Like that, like she looks great. Like, can I say that to my significant other and then not be looked at as like a negative thing? Like where I'm truly trying to say she looks great. Just like my wife could say he's a handsome dude. You should be able you to be complimentary I mean? to people, but you can't. I don't think you can put a put it in a box and say I should be able to say X, Y and Z because we're human. Like, so you don't know you might get with a chick and you know not realize you know find out later that she's really insecure about her size maybe she's super skinny and she's been trying to or she feels she's super skinny and she's been trying to gain weight for years if you are if if you know she's just like really insecure about that and you're like damn that ass fat like no you shouldn't be able to do that like you know what i'm saying like it's it's all everything bro that's the biggest thing in relationships is we always think or we've always been taught like you hear X, Y, and Z, and, like, this is what you have to do. That has to be your script. And it's like, bro, we're all human. Like, we're all going to have very different um, reactions and expectations. So you got to do what works for you. Like, I don't know how much longer people are going to keep trying to fit ourselves in these boxes and bubbles, but we got to just learn that everybody's situation is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And respect that those situations is going to be different. And it's not like uh I know some people, they look at some some men and women in relationships and they be like, oh, that person got to be miserable. Or they got to be that got to be an awful relationship because look at what they look at what this person doesn't allow them to do. Or look at she can't never go out nowhere because he always like you like from the outside looking in, those things come across a certain way. But if that's what works in that relationship, then that's what works in that relationship. That's how I would say that that has to go. Because with anything, it's going to be based off experience. Like, you may feel completely good about, you know, saying if you see any woman and mention this to your wife, like, hey, she is, that is a, an attractive woman. Oh, she is fine. But you may go through a period in your life where something happens and your confidence may drop and your wife say something like that about a nigga and you feel completely different about it than you do right now and then to blake's point earlier like if that becomes a trigger for you now you've opened yourself up for a situation because you spent all these years telling her you know look at this fat ass lady look how fun she is and then now when you and yours she thinks that okay i've allowed this to happen i've I've been cool with this so now when i do it if you in a position where it's not cool for you no more you know, how how should she feel? Should she feel like, well, I should be able to do it or should it be ever-changing? You know, I feel that. I feel that and I guess, you know, I do feel that it's reasonable for someone to, to not be okay with it. But, I mean, going to the example you just provided, Nate, like I'm perfectly fine with my wife saying, you know, acknowledging another dude. And you're right. I could go through a phase where that would really affect me or we going through something and then she say something like that. Uh, you know, that could happen. But, you know, 
everybody in a different place. I mean, I think that we kind of go in a circle. So everybody in a different place. Everybody feel differently. You know, I feel like I would have the mindset of if I used to not feel away, but now I do feel away, then, you know, I need to work on myself. I'm not going to be mad at my spouse for doing something that they did before that I was fine with. It's like, you know, I feel like I would be able to acknowledge that I'm, I'm in my feelings right now and then try to get to the root of why I'm in my feelings. Just because she said that another nigga is attractive uh, when there are other niggas who, you know, are attractive, pause. And, of course, with women, there are plenty of women who are attractive, like, other than my wife. So, shout out to the beautiful women out there, man. Hold your head. Um, I will always acknowledge you. Good luck with that, buddy. Well. That has been another episode of the After 5 Podcast. We thank you again for listening. Continue to like, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at After 5 Pod. And definitely listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Before we get out of here, we want to send prayers up for the family of George Floyd. uh, As we continue to go through uh, the Daniel Chauvin case, you know how these things go when, when we are on trial. And so even as sick of a situation that happened there, we pray for his family as they have to relive everything uh, that happened. And we continue to keep uh, all of those who we've lost uh, in our prayers. Uh, you know who it is. It's your boy, Nate B. And I mean, damn, you said and it's like, damn, I mean, you know. My and was a You fucking on my shit. My bad. You fucking on my shit. I mean, I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset. Stop Asian hate.